This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Just be patient, and I know I stink. Everyone tells me I stink. Yeah, you're so the worst. I am the worst. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. I tell you, I'm not a very good catcher. I'm much better at getting high than getting low. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Inside the 15, BU later. Two plays and a touchdown. Everything happening in the sports world. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch, stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. And even some things not happening in the sports world. It's always you asking Steve if he's done things, and he says no. It's always him saying, no, I don't know what that is. I don't do that. No, no, no. He said, why don't you ask him some things that he does know? Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, and the most popular man in the volleyball world last night, <laughs> Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. We are excited about today's show. We had a fun night last night with some bullpup volleyball. We have a big show planned today. We're all giddy for a show on a Wednesday. It's show number 450. We're feeling good. Yeah, it's uh, you know midweek, and we're closing in uh, on the soccer home opener tomorrow night. We'll have that. Right here on 96.7, and Friday night, you and I head up to Salina uh, for the Bullpups football season opener. Against you know Salina. what tomorrow is, right, Steve? Thursday. It's a Bullpup football preview Thursday. That's right. Our first one of the fall That's on right. this show. That's right. So, uh, anyway, uh, and then, of course, Friday, we go, like you sa- I said, uh, go up to Salina South. And then Saturday, you and I are uh, doing the uh, call on the McPherson College football game on, That's the, right. on the McPherson College live stream. So, busy week. Uh, Coming up still for you and I and tons of stuff up on the website. I've already uh, posted all the stories that, uh, of information that I received. Uh, I think uh, we have a couple of volleyball teams that didn't uh, get reports in, but we got several up. I got my NFL picks, uh, my column up on my NFL Super Bowl picks and uh, several stories. Of course, the McPherson High volleyball team, uh, they showed a lot of signs that they could be Really, really good last night. A little inconsistent, but that's to be expected in the first match. But they came away with two league wins. Well, Steve, without further ado, we are running out of time today because we have a very special guest. And a guest that I think a lot of people would be interested to hear from. And that is, well, we, we call Roger Trimmel the father of dog ball at McPherson College Basketball. I think we could almost refer to this person as the father of bullpup football. And that is Tom Young, who got everything going with this program in 2006. And, of course, it has taken off over the last 13 years. Is that a decent name that you think oh, we can give him? There's no doubt. Tom changed the culture of uh, football in McPherson forever. Uh, ever since he got here, the Bullpups have made the state playoffs in all but one season. Tom made it all nine years. That he was the head coach, and he definitely turned the program around and made football a a big event and a happening in McPherson. We've got to take our first break. When we come back, we get into our interview with McPherson High football coach, former McPherson High football coach Tom Young. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. 
You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Joining us on this afternoon's show is a very special guest and one that I thought would be very fitting for the football season on the high school side beginning on Friday. And we have mentioned him a lot on our show, Steve, talking about the origins of bullpup football and the turnaround in 2006. And now we get to have the man in studio with us today, and that is none other than Coach Tom Young. Coach, we're excited to get you back. Does it feel like you're back in the groove of being around high school football by doing an interview like this? Yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's it's really neat. I was just commenting. Uh, I sat in this seat, you know, four years ago, and for many years, you know, doing a w- weekly interview. So uh, it's kind of familiar familiar territory. Well, Steve and I have a lot of things that we can talk with you about and the different directions that we can go in terms of chronicling your time in McPherson, but I wanted to start off by reminding people that you're not a stranger to these programs now and the success that they've had. You still follow them. You still probably dissect and watch almost every game on film. <laughs> what has it been like these last four years not being a coach and being able to still follow the team that you had been coaching? Well, it's kind of nice to just stay involved a little bit. I, you know, that I do, I do miss that. Maybe a little more the, you know, in the last couple of years than the first couple of years. Uh, you know, I didn't really miss the games on Friday night in the practices. I mean, I, when I when I got out of it, I was uh, I was pretty burnt out. You know, physically and mentally both. You know, I I was, uh, you know, I got out. I was, I needed to get out just for health reasons as, as much as anything. And uh, but uh, as I've kind of <laughs> you know recovered from from that, uh, you know I, I do kind of kind of miss it. And uh, but it's nice to to be able to stay involved a little bit. Well, Tom, one thing I remember when you and I did a wrap up story when you retired, the thing that still stands out to me is you told me you enjoy the practices as much as the game themselves because you love teaching. Do you miss being interacting with the kids and teaching the game of football every day in practice? That's probably what I miss the most. And like I said, the first couple of years I was out, uh, I needed the break, you know, and, and I missed a little a little bit. But actually, I miss it probably more now than I, <laughs> than, than I did then. I don't know if I could take the heater any, anymore or not if I get back into it. I, I noticed today it's uh, mid-90s or so. Well, one thing that I know – makes you interested in still following this program and one thing that is just so unique is that the coaching staff that is on the staff for the high school team now is still so similar to the staff that you had and it's almost the exact same group of guys with a couple falling off here and a couple added there but for the most part it's the same and they still tell stories about you all the time what has it been like to not only watch you know, Coach Pav, take your job and be the head coach, but also some of the other assistants that were along with the ride with you too. Yeah, well, when I came came here, I think it's 2006, I was uh, very fortunate, extremely fortunate uh, at, to, to get the staff that that, uh, that I had here. Uh, you know, Jace was just a terrific assistant coach and, and uh, you know, really uh, 
learned a lot, I think, uh, and, and has taken over and, and done an, an ex- excellent job. But, uh, you know, Chet was here that uh, – Harlan was here that first year. I think he's a defensive coordinator now. Right. And uh, he's an a- excellent co- coach. Uh, Pat Corcoran uh, has been the line coach now for for uh, 12 years. Right. Or he was here too in 2006. Uh, who am I leaving? Scotty Davis. Oh, yeah, Scott Scott, Davis. Uh, He left for a while. Right, right. But, yeah. uh, Scott Davis and Tim Hine were – they weren't faculty members, but they were uh, – when I came here, we had a couple openings. And and, and Tim Hine was kind of your offensive coordinator, I believe. Yeah, they sent the signals in. You call the plays, but he was the guy (sighs) that kind of relayed everything in and and worked with the quarterbacks. um, And – well, Larry Coops, right. uh, he he left a couple of years ago, got right. in administration, but he was part of that crew too. And like I said, it, you couldn't have asked for a better group of coaches that uh, uh, were uh, eager to learn, you know, and probably most importantly, they really worked well with the kids. You know, the kids respected them, uh, liked them, and and uh, that 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 means a lot. That's probably more important than just the you know football knowledge. Now, you were at Hanover, and then you were at Wellington, then you were at Derby. You win a state championship at each one of those. Then you went to Leavenworth for a couple of years. You were, I think you were basically retired, though, at that point, but you were still coaching. But when you were at Derby, you played against McPherson. Did you ever think when you were at Derby, say, that McPherson program's got some potential? If, you know, with the right guy in there, you know, maybe that program can get turned around because I can speak from experience in the 1990s. There were some very dark days of McPherson football. <laughs> uh, I think the games with Derby were pretty much over by halftime when we played them. But did, when when you saw that the McPherson job opened up, what was it that appealed to you the most? I think that was that was it a lot. I you know had coached against McPherson for several years. Uh, we always did. We don't didn't always play each other. Sometimes years years uh, you couldn't get everybody on on the right. schedule in that league. But uh, there were several years that we did. And, and I can think of, at least on a couple occasions, driving home uh, after the game here in, in McPherson and thinking, uh, uh, as, you know, we're, we were certainly glad that this basketball athlete wasn't on the football team or this other athlete was, because there are several really great athletes that were playing basketball, but, but they weren't playing football. And that could have made a, a huge difference, you know, for them. So, and that was kind of a concern uh, when I came here, and it's one of the questions I had, you know, well, do you get the, you know, the, some of the best athletes in the school or e- even in the state, uh, do they, do most of them go out for football? And uh, I was told, yeah, I was sure, you know, they, most of them, you know, played, ba- you know, f- uh, basketball as, as well as football. So, and that was true. And I know Coach Kenneman has been great. You know, he's he's encouraged kids to, you know, play more than this, just, just basketball. And, and uh, that is actually, that's helped the football program quite a bit. I was talking with Coach Harlan the other day, I think at the fall sports preview, and he said something along the lines of, I don't know how we got to talk to talking about you, but he said, I can remember the first time that we all got together as a staff in 2006 and took a look at some of the film from last year's team and tried to figure out what they were doing and what we can do this year. And, he said everybody in the coaching room kind of looked around at each other and said, oh, boy, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what the heck they were doing last year. What was the program like whenever you stepped in 
in, in terms of the organization to it, the enthusiasm with football. Walk me through what it was like whenever <laughs> you got in the door and were handed the keys. Uh, I will say this. You know, I, I stated, you know, already that, you know, I was really fortunate with the coaching staff. But the other thing I was really fortunate about, we had athletes. That first year that I came in, uh, there were several uh, really good athletes. They just hadn't been part of a, of a winning program. And, uh, you know, we had to install maybe a little, uh, I wouldn't say discipline, just a, more of a winning attitude, being positive, positive. Uh, energetic enthusiastic as the terms i always use you know to uh try and get to uh you know for for our team members um but there there was a lot of things that uh you know it's probably needed to be to be changed one would see one of the things on the administration was really eager to have me do was would was to reorganize the uh the, the strength conditioning and uh and now, and that's one of my was was and has always been one of my top priorities anyway. So it was a nice fit to come in and and have an administration that uh, was really behind you, not only on on the football field, but you know on the with the strength conditioning because that has a lot to do with your success too, athletically. And we've talked many many times on this program and with Coach Pav the SPS program. You really got the ball rolling on that. He's continued it, and it's really been amazing. Uh, you know, like I've covered this school for over 40 years now, the athletic run that we're on, and I think a lot of it's got to do with this SPS program, not just for football, but for all athletes. And you look at what McPherson has done in the last 15 years, starting when, you know, when you were here, you look at the league championships, they went over half the league championships every year. You know, and, and again, you talk to Coach Kinneman, you talk to any other coaches, they'll tell you, the strength program has really turned things around. Right, and that's that's uh, you know one of the, one of the benefits is you know what it'll do do for for our athletes. Uh, you know, our, our goal in, in that was always to improve speed and improve power. Those two things, you know, run faster and, and jump higher. And if you can improve uh, on that, you you should be uh, it should lead to success on on the athletic field. And it's always interesting. Uh, a lot of these kids that play football. I don't see them that much after football season. And then the ones that are underclassmen, they come back the next year, and I'm going, I don't even recognize this guy. You look at some of these kids this year, we have got some big dudes. I mean, we got some guys. Cody Stuffle being, of course, you know, has just exploded. But you look at some of these younger linemen, they have really shown the benefits of the SPS program. And, and I just think it's been a wonderful thing. And and I know that Canton Galva is a school now that's really kind of – copy our model and and they've just been raving about it so it's something that's really needed in all schools well one thing that i find really interesting about whenever you got here in 2006 was almost the immediate success that these teams began to have and i think you can attribute a decent amount of that to there being some really good athletes and there being some great talent at this school but it felt like all it took was one switch of the knob that you just had to change one or two things <laughs> And then all of a sudden, whatever you touch turned to gold. What were those first couple of years like in terms of creating that winning culture? I hear that that term here a lot, winning culture and, and wanting to win, and, and how before it hadn't had that. What were those first two years like before the 08 team when, of course, you had a chance to make it to the state championship game? Um, 
Well, it was it was it was a challenge, but but like I said, I was really fortunate to uh, have the coaches that I had, and 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 the players uh, were uh, not only a, a you know a fairly talented group when I got here in 06, but they were very hungry. Those kids really wanted to be successful, and uh, so you know. I, I just have to admit I was in the right place at the right time. Uh, I think that that certainly certainly helped, and and I think just getting our, our program organized and you know letting the kids know what the expectations were, and and uh, then our, like I said, our strength conditioning, all of it. And I don't know if that, don't know if there's any one thing. I think all all of it uh, was was important, and that sure helped. I, I might point out the. We lost the first game. You know, lost the first, first two. Yeah, the first game we played was against Hutchison, uh, Hutchison who was, you know, the best number one team in the, in the state. We and didn't we were, do, and we were actually in that it, game quite a bit of the way. Yeah, we didn't do too bad against him, which was pretty uh, unbelievable. But uh, and then the second game we played played campus, right? And I remember that. Uh, I remember that game too. And campus was going through a spell there. They had a couple years, and I can't think of the name of that coach. Uh, but he had some really good teams. Richard Riggs was down there, I know, and uh, uh, Slade, I think, was down there at some point. But, yeah, 27-26 that second game, and then you look at the rest of that season, and you were hardly tested. And, you know, you're, we're talking about one of the trademarks of your teams. You, you did a great job of developing quarterbacks. You had some just incredible quarterbacks. And you, Tucker Hawkinson, I think, was your very first Very, very first one, right. He was about 6'4", 215. Wasn't a very – accomplished passer but did a great job yeah. of, of running the offense and could run, you know he could run we ran a lot of option with him yeah you yeah. ran a lot of option then i think colin walk colin walk was yeah. the next year and he was absolutely tremendously efficient he yeah. you know he threw the short ball real well very smart i think he ended up going to the west uh, point if i remember right. yes yes and then you got into joel piper tyler matthews and just an incredible run of quarterbacks and and what i always liked about your teams is you fit your offenses around the personnel you had and you had some great throwers and some talented backs and and the balance of your offense was always tremendous it seemed like when i'd be doing stats it's like man we're over 200 running and 200 passing and i know that's what coaches strive for and and uh, sometimes i'm sure as a play caller you said man i feel like a kid in a candy store because there's a lot of things you could do you always had a thousand yard back it seemed like and a thousand yard receiver right and that was that was always kind of a goal to be uh to be balanced, I think that's the hardest thing to defense. You know, it's the, it's, it causes the most headaches for your opponent. Uh, didn't always work out that way. You know, if you if you can't throw as well, you you, you want to emphasize the run, obviously, and vice versa. And and, uh, and we did that for the most part. Yeah, and you look at the record books. Uh, you know, I think the passing mark was about fourteen hundred yards before you got here. Well, Piper goes over two thousand a couple times. Tyler Matthews goes over three thousand. Uh, your receivers, I think one year Jordan Hart was about 1,500 yards. Old Saker was 1,300, makes the Shrine Bowl. Actually, Jordan made the Shrine Bowl too, but just some – they were fun teams to watch. And then, and I don't want to discount the defense, but offensively it was just like a – it was like a thrill ride. You were a point-a-minute offense almost. And, and just uh, really, I think that kind of football resonated with the younger kids, and they yeah. couldn't wait to get up to the high school level. Right. We kind of went with the – uh, a philosophy that you see a lot anymore, but we were one of the first, I think, to do it with the no huddle right. and uh, up tempo. Although we weren't r- racehorse like some of these teams, we, but we were no huddle and we got plays called, you know, you know, pr- uh, 
fairly uh, quickly. And uh, that seemed to, you know, it just seems to fit our, our personnel. And I wasn't here, obviously, at this time. And I'm sure that there was some excitement in 2007 and that people were starting to think about football. But I would imagine in 2008, there was a lot of excitement with this program. Of course, going 10-2 and two, and those only two losses coming to Hutchinson, one of them in the sub-state game. Walk me through that 2008 team <laughs> and how they compared to some of the other great teams and maybe state champion teams that you coached. Yeah, that was... Uh... That was a pretty rem- remarkable team, and uh, uh, was that the two losses? I, I was trying to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying. To, that was when we, we beat uh, Carroll in the in, right, in the Bell. quarterfinals, right? Yeah. They, okay. They, they ran the ball like nine times the whole game and threw it fifty four times, but yeah, yeah, still one of the best games uh, in McPherson. To me, one of the best games in McPherson High history. Probably the most satisfying win in McPherson High history. Now, the, still the greatest game was. When Bubba Starling came Starling here, we didn't played, win yeah. that game, but I mean that was just a thrill a minute game. But right, the, but right. The, but the, that 2008 team, you had that was one of those really yeah. great balanced teams. I think was that Piper was a quarterback. Piper, yeah, Joel Piper. Yeah, yeah he, he had, had a couple really good backs. I wanted to say back then too. So it might have been Barrow or somebody like that. I, I don't remember off. Yes, but uh, just fun teams to watch, and you look yeah, at that season. That, uh, and, uh, a lot of. Big offensive explosions that season. Yeah, and we were actually – we played a pretty good game against Hutchison, as I remember. Is that, That's the team we got beat by uh, – oh, we got, yeah, we got beat earlier in the year by quite a bit, Yeah, as I remember. That's right. By okay. 61. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, – we kind of embarrassed ourselves over at Hutchison. Right. Did not play very well at all. And we actually – when we played them in that uh, – I think it was a semifinal game uh, – we actually played pretty well. Was that you know, was 21, we, 21 21 at one point? Yeah, it was yeah. it was in the third quarter we were uh tied or right. you know and here that that team ended up being the that Hutchison team ended up being the number 1 team in and the they country. Talk about that as the best Hutchinson yeah. they ever had. Yeah, so. it, it's one of the best I think it's probably the best Kansas team, high school team. I I can't imagine one that was better. Um they were they were very very talented, very very physical team and uh we just we really played well probably to to stay with them as long as we did i can remember when the the play that broke it for them is uh they faked a punt we had them in a third and five or or so in the third and it's late in the third quarter and they run a fake punt and got it and that kind of broke our backs a little bit and i think they scored another time or two but it was uh, after 2008 it felt like you had established a standard for what this program could be and from there it has really stayed at about the same level. There have been a couple of years where it's dropped down a little bit. There have been a couple of years where it's been even better. But in just three years, you were able to take a program that won, what, 25 games in the 1990s to all of a sudden? 28 per, there were 28 wins in the, in the, two, in the 1990s. And, and to all of a sudden being a team that is a 7, 8, 9 win team, did you feel like the expectations stepped up at that point in terms of the expectations from the players and the fans and from from maybe some media people at the McPherson Sentinel? <laughs> Did it feel like that was when the bar was raised? I, I you know I suppose it, it you know it it, uh, it was uh, I don't know I I just really hadn't thought about it you know is you know it, it, was there a critical time or a critical game or or that that sort of thing as just wanted to go out every year and, you know, be the best that we could be. 
you know that that was kind of always my my goal and I, when I was younger as a coach I, I thought in terms of wins and losses but uh, as I got older I just I kind of kind of matured I think I think the important thing is, is to go out and, and 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 play as close to your potential as, as you can well and another break that you caught at the end of your run was that you guys dropped to 4a and I guess at the time it would have been 4A in 2012 and 2013 and then went to the 4A1, 4A2 format the next few years. But that 2012 team I've heard Steve talk about several times and drawing Holton in what would have been the sectional game and a game that you thought that you could have won and that it could have gone either way against a really, really good Holton team. Was that the, the last one that you can remember to think back on and go, that that team had a great chance? Uh, well... You'd beat Andale yeah. in the semis, that yeah, was, or in the second round. That was an incredible game, and then go up and Holton with the tree in the end zone. There, you could throw a pass and bank it off the tree. It was an interesting uh, atmosphere. But that's a game where you rally late, took the lead, and then they hit on a on yeah, a long so play yeah, in the I, last I, minute. But yeah, that, that was a heartbreaker. <laughs> that seemed like that <laughs> that's team a heartbreaker. Really, though, you had that's... a big offensive line back then. I think you had French and Larson were on the offensive line. Uh, yes, I think Kyler Kinneman was uh he was the, quarterback he was the quarterback yeah. and and uh that was just a, that was just a thrilling game and for me covering mcpherson that's one of the hardest losses i i'd ever seen a bullpup team suffer and i'm sure for you guys it was too but you know you stayed strong and kept the program going so yeah, after that... the 2014 season was when you decided to step down and essentially turn things over to coach pav Walk me through your decision to step down and how you knew it was the right time and why you wanted to do it in the way that you did and be able to get out of football on top as you are. Well, <laughs> I was getting old, <laughs> to put it simply. No, well, I, I, mean, I guess part of that is, is true. I mean, I was old enough to draw the Social Security and retirement and that, that sort of thing, so made it easier easier to, to get out, but... Uh, no, that last year, uh, I really wasn't feeling very good, to tell you the truth. You know, like I think I said that earlier, I, physically I was I was uh, not in very good shape. I, uh, uh, but mentally, you know, I, I just, uh, it got to be too, too much of a, uh, a, uh, a job, I guess, uh, you know, where, where it really started to work on me and and I could see that uh, maybe I had lost a little, a little bit with, with, like I didn't relate maybe quite as well with the kids or even the coaches. I don't, don't not saying it was bad, but, uh, you know, I just don't think I was quite as sharp as I had been. And, uh, I, you know, I'd done, I'd done it for 40-some years, and I just thought, well, I need to take some time off. And I really didn't, wasn't thinking of it in terms of retiring, but I knew in the back of my mind it's more than likely that probably what was what it would be. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was just, like I said, it was just, just kind of time to, to do it. And, uh, you know, if I'd physically and, and mentally, if I'd have been feeling better, I'd, you know, I'd have stayed with it. But, you know, I did, uh, I think I did the right thing for the, for myself, and I did the right thing for the kids and the other coaches too. Well, Coach Pav gives a ton of credit to you for some of the things that he has instilled within within his program. What have you enjoyed the most about watching him take over the program and be the head guy and, and take some things that you probably saw yourself do? And you've been a young coach in the game, and what are some things that you've liked to see with him? Oh, I think he's a great, great teacher of the game. You know, he's 
he's kept kept and, and done a lot of the same things that we used to do but he's made some improvements so to speak you know I, th I think a good coach does that anyway you from year to year you you go out and you research things and what other schools are doing and you know he, he he's uh he's done that and and uh uh you know he's made some made some improvements and, and that's kind of like uh that's what I, I i enjoy i enjoy seeing that a lot and one thing that'll warm your heart this afternoon when you go out there they've got 90 kids out for football so the numbers you know, if continued to stay, you know, you 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 know, you got the numbers up, and he is built on those numbers. So, um, right, I think that's. I don't think we ever had quite that many. I think we had in the '80s, but I don't think we ever got up to the '90s. And uh, yeah, that's that's really something. It, at a small five A school. Well, yeah, especially in this day and age, uh, because a lot of most programs are actually going down. The, the their uh, participation numbers are just not quite as high as they they used to be yeah, in. Shane had to buy more equipment he didn't have enough equipment so. <laughs> do you think you would have liked to have had Cody Stuffel being on one of your teams oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah he's quite a player well coach young we appreciate your time today and we enjoyed looking back on what was a great run that you went on the team is still on that great run and I know that Steve and I have been able to have a chance to read the new book from the Kansas State High School Activities Association chronicling great moments, players, teams, and coaches, and we enjoyed reading the section about you, and I'm sure that you've got your own copy that you'll be able to go over, but we enjoyed having you in here today to talk about what was a, a really great run for you here in McPherson. Well, thanks for having me. I've, I've enjoyed it. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Steve Sell. I really enjoyed our conversation with Coach Young, and I know that you didn't get to see him out at practice yesterday, but he stopped by with us and then was able to go out and watch practice, and Coach Pav had all the football guys come over, shake his hand, and I heard a couple of them say he was the one that got the football program rolling again. And I think maybe they're a little too young to understand his significance to this program, but it will certainly be felt for a long time. Yeah, and, and when Tom becomes eligible for the MHS Wall of Fame, he'll go up as a first ballot. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's going to be uh, – he only has to wait five years. You know, athletes have to wait ten years if they're not a state champion. But Tom will be a shoe-in. Um, just a tremendous individual. Um, just, you know, I, I can't say enough. I really enjoyed the nine years I worked with him. Uh, never had one problem with him. Uh, just uh, – very helpful, very just a tremendous individual. Well, Steve, it was a fun interview. I'm glad that we did that, but we have eclipsed the middle of the week. That means that tomorrow we have Bullpup Soccer at home. It is a Bullpup Football Thursday preview. Bullpup Football Preview Thursday. Right. Got to get into the right sink there. That's right. And Inman, by the way, also opens its football season tomorrow night. That's right. So Fearless might have to make his picks fearless, a little early. Fearless will have his picks in uh, on the – 
website on Thursday. So a busy rest of the week coming up. Also tonight, our first McPherson College Coaches Show. That will run from 6 to 7 here on 96.7 FM KBBE. We're excited about that. We recorded all those interviews yesterday, and it will be a good start to the 2019 fall sports yeah, season. Yeah, it's amazing how busy this week has gotten, how things have really picked yeah, you're up. You're telling me. Th- this was the first full week of really intense wall-to-wall sports and I always say in McPherson, sports makes the world go round. There you go. Well, Steve, enjoy the rest of your day. Be busy. I hope you will. I, I think it will. <laughs> Wrapping up today's show, again, a big thanks to former McPherson I football coach Tom Young for stopping by. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.